0: You're listening to episode number 78 of the keto diet podcast today we're chatting about how to balance keto with allergies what true keto is and what i think about it the horrible things i tell myself about myself sometimes and so much more so stay tuned hey i'm leanne from healthfulpursuit.com and this is the keto diet podcast Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. Starting keto and maintaining it long-term can be quite a challenge if you don't feel supported. My 60-day program, the Keto Bundle, provides you with clear step-by-step how to on successfully adapting to a ketogenic diet, avoiding common ketogenic struggles, and healing your body completely and fully with a ketogenic diet. Go to healthfulpursuit.com/bundle and use the coupon code PODCAST all in caps, no spaces to get 10% off your order, exclusive for podcast listeners only. Now, let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. I can't believe it's almost April. What the heck? It's crazy. I'm in New Orleans right now of recording and we're going to be chatting a little bit about why I'm in New Orleans and this huge project I'm working on in a little bit. Um, but I'm here sitting, uh, the sun is coming in, my laundry is being washed. So if you hear a little song go off, that's my laundry. And I'm pretty excited about it because I got a lot of loads to do. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast E78. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners. I like to take extra precautions to support my gut during cold and flu season. The stress of daily life, work, and traveling can take a toll on anyone's immune system, and none of us have time to get sick. Am I right? I like to take a strong probiotic as a way to repopulate my healthy gut bacteria, which leads to a stronger immune system. Wolf Clinic Royal Flora is my choice for soil-based probiotics. Wolf Clinic is offering 20% off their probiotics to U.S. and Canadian listeners of the Keto Diet Podcast. Head to healthfulpursuit.com slash gut and use the coupon code gut all in caps no spaces at checkout to receive 20% off unsure of the link simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all the details two great announcements today. The first one, and if you listened to episode 76 a couple of episodes ago, you heard about this in great detail. I've been working on a massive project over the last four years. In fact, as soon as I found keto, I had this like dream of this amazing 12-week program guiding women through how to eat keto, how to heal their bodies with keto and the ins and outs, uh, alongside with a doctor, a lot of coaching, and uh, encouragement and things like that and finally after four years that's why I'm in New Orleans right now we are recording all of the videos for this program and putting together the last little touches on it again we actually chatted about this in episode 76 where we had my friend and colleague Dr. Nina on to chat all about this new program if you want to learn more about Happy Keto Body and what it has to provide for people we're going to be launching here in a few weeks maybe ish um, you can head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash member to sign up to be one of the first to know more when the program launches this has been a dream of mine for so long and to be able to work closely with a doctor and putting together so many of the scientific pieces of keto specifically for women and how our bodies respond to the ketogenic diet and how to adjust the keto diet to work for us in a scientific level so we can really understand what's going on with our body it's just a dream come true and I'm so excited to be able to share this with you so again it's healthfulpursuit.com member to find out more about it okay The second announcement is, every once in a while, I record wicked solo episodes to share my own experiences. In fact, the last time I recorded a solo episode, I was basically in a very similar place. I had rented a place, I was hanging out on the bed, just chatting with you guys, and that's where I am right now, just straight chilling. If you'd like to check out previous solo episodes, I've included links in the show notes. So we are going to jump right in today. I really wanted to focus on sharing my experience and using that as a way to encourage those that may be feeling frustrated, discouraged, or in a slump. I don't often talk about really all the, not negative things, but just all the challenges I have as a person, living in this world, eating a ketogenic diet, trying to be quote unquote healthy, while also respecting my body and allowing myself to go with the ebb and flows of life, there are challenges that pop up. I mean, all of us have them. It doesn't matter. You know, even if I look at my social media account, sometimes I get jealous of my own life and I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that happen in our life that we don't share on social media. And I think, And because of this, so many of us really push ourselves to be a version of ourselves that can't exist because we are looking at other people on social media and thinking, well, if they have this life, why can't I? And so I really wanted to do this episode on really reminding you and all of us that it's okay to be discouraged sometimes. It's okay to be frustrated. It's totally normal. And we don't always have to listen to everyone else's opinions. And we don't have to dwell on those opinions. We don't have to dwell on other people's successes. We don't have to dwell on our own failures. And we need to, you know, discover where we're focusing our time and energy. And if that that focus is making us feel like hot garbage, perhaps we should address that and get it out of our lives. Okay. So there are a lot of issues that you guys have chatted about in our community nonstop lately. And every time I read them, I'm like, oh man, I want to talk about this. And then there's never really a place. So let's get started. qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. Okay, so the first one um, that I get asked quite a lot of is do you jump right into keto 100% and then just ride off into the keto sunset or did you have missteps? And what does it mean if somebody keeps starting and stopping? Okay. So when I found keto back in 2014, I went hard at it for like six months. And in about the six month mark, I started having a lot of issues. I couldn't go a full day eating low carb, high fat. I was always quote unquote cheating on my diet. I was starting to feel really restrictive. I wasn't having a good time sleeping. I ended up going off keto for a little while because I was just binging so much that I was completely out of keto. At that point, I still had bulimia so I was um, binging and purging and it was a hot mess and I you know had to do a lot of soul searching because it was it was difficult and anyone who's been eating keto even for a couple of weeks you know it's like you find this diet and it makes you feel so good but there's so many restrictions that you can't quote-unquote control yourself I'm gonna try not to cry because I I totally know what you're going through and I know it really sucks when you found something that makes you feel good, but you can't stay on it because you feel like you can't control yourself and you're constantly binging, maybe even purging. I don't know, but you feel completely out of control. And once I got back on keto and I tried to give it another quote unquote try, my whole thing was like, I'm going to set the intention to eat low carb, high fat, but if I don't whoop-dee-doo, that was really helpful until I started renovating our house. We went through house renovations a couple of years ago. Things were really stressful. The budget doubled. We didn't have the money for it. We were freaking out because our house was like completely ripped apart and we couldn't pay for it. And I started restricting my food a lot because I felt out of control. So the only way to bring control into your life is to restrict your food, right? That's what I thought back then. And so I went to the restrictive mode and I'd worked so hard on the eating disorder tendencies that I I didn't binge or purge um, or anything like that but I started restricting a whole bunch to the point where I then started eating a bunch of carbs and binging again (sighs) and so I, I made actually a video I think it was on Periscope a long time ago and I put it on YouTube after of just being in my car crying because I like couldn't stop thinking about food that wasn't keto and that was really the last straw of me being like you know what this whole diet thing is not working for me and that's when I made a promise to myself that I would never put any rules on myself of what I would eat or not eat and since that point I've actually been able to maintain a ketogenic diet quite effortlessly and so for me I jumped off and got back on, quote unquote, the keto wagon a couple of times and 100% I had missteps. I still have missteps. Recording in New Orleans has been such a dream of mine, but it's also like if you've ever, and I'm sure you have, pushed yourself to accomplish a dream, it's really scary. And I have been overeating more than normal because I'm stressed, because I'm scared. And this is just a normal thing. And knowing that, it really lessens the load off me when I'm like oh my gosh I'm overeating why is this happening okay I'm overeating because I'm stressed I'm scared you know there's a lot of fear there how am I feeling and so just asking myself that allows me to give myself permission to just feel the feelings like all of the feels and move forward so I hope that was helpful on the whole starting and stopping thing then there is another question that kind of falls in line with that and that is lack of consistency so are there are ever times where you feel frustrated with a lack of quote unquote consistency oh man, girl, I live in an RV full-time. Nothing is ever consistent. When I go into Costco in Sacramento, it's a completely different Costco than in El Paso. And when I go into Whole Foods in New Orleans, it's completely different than the Whole Foods in Philly. (laughs) So I never have the same food. I never know where we're gonna be, when we're gonna have food, how that's all gonna work. And I think this complete utter disruption in my life (laughs) and and really it 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 has really felt like that has been one of the most challenging things I've ever had to do but it's also I can already see myself thriving in this environment a lot more than a couple of weeks ago even so I don't know if frustrated is the good word for it I think that when I feel like um, things aren't consistent And um, I'm not seeing like steady growth in something, or you know, when I'm trying to quote unquote lose weight, if I'm not seeing the weight come off in a certain way that I want it to, then I get like flustered and I just want to control more. Or if I can't find avocado oil mayonnaise, which like doesn't exist in the South, I cannot find it anywhere in any Costco. And when I don't find those things, I feel out of control. And my way, my sign that I'm feeling out of control is when I start to immediately look at food or my body, and I start to judge myself. And so for me, lack of consistency shows up when I am judging myself or being really hard on myself. So when I am judging myself and being really hard on myself, I have to step back and be like, wait a minute, Leanne, (laughs) are you feeling uh, out of control in certain areas of your life? And right now... That is definitely the amount of travel that I'm doing. I now travel for a living and 100% it's hard, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I think at the end of the day, if the life you're living leads to not having consistent growth, then you really have to ask yourself, is it worth it? For me, being able to travel everywhere and see new experiences while also working a whole bunch and getting to do that allows me to get to see the world and experience it it while also working my butt off. If I was still sitting in my house in Airdrie, I'd be staring at a wall right now working and I will have done the same things every day leading up to that point and I just wanted more excitement. So you just need to see which one resonates best with you and if that leads to inconsistency, is it worth it? And if it is, then great, keep doing that thing. Another piece uh, that I get asked about a lot is breaking keto. How do you justify when to break keto? And justify is in the little air quotes, if you couldn't tell. really justify anything I think the moment you feel like you need to justify something that really feels yucky to me I don't really like justify I don't like that word it has the just word in it and I hate that word also so I don't eat keto when I feel like it and for me you know the other day we were out for dinner, and Kevin really loves chilies, and I don't totally love chilies. And, but he really wanted to go and it was really important to him. And he's been so sweet um, with just everything lately. Work has been just crazy for both of us. And he's been so supportive and amazing. And he said, I really want to go to Chili's. And I'm like, cool, let's just do it. And I'm at Chili's and I'm like, oh, I could really go for a drink. I just, I need to get a little tipsy. That'd be really great. And then I'm kind of going through the process of, okay, so then I drank, and then I'm not feeling so good, but I feel happier then I don't feel so happy and I'm going to have a hard time sleeping and then I'm probably going to crave sugar in the morning. Do I have time to crave sugar in the morning? And you know, I'm craving sugar because I'm off keto because I had alcohol and I always, when I have those sugary drinks and chilies, I'm totally off keto and it takes me like 24 hours to get back on. And so for me, it's just like, do I feel like doing that? Do I want horrible sleep? And do I want to wake up with sugar cravings? And do I want to have all of those experiences right now? No? Okay, well, then I won't have it. Whereas a couple of weeks ago, um, we were going for a movie and I knew I didn't really feel like popcorn, but I knew I wanted something snacky. And I knew it wasn't like a keto snacky thing. So we went to Whole Foods and I picked up a little bag of dried mango and I had that at the movie theater. And that was just like I don't know if it's a justification it's just like I feel like dried mango I'm going to have it and then move on with my life like with the dried mango it doesn't really affect me the next morning I wake up I'm not hungry I usually it's like I end up fasting because my leptin has been reset and then I have dinner and I'm feeling pretty ketogenic by that dinner the following day, and then I wake up, and then I'm back in keto, everything is hunky-dory. So I think you might be overthinking it if you're like, how do I justify this? Like, what are my macros on that? Uh, It doesn't need to be that complicated. Another piece to this is missteps. Um, A lot of the questions around how do you just pick up where you left off and move on with your life? And this is a little bit more tricky, especially if you're coming from that diet mentality. You know, like I said earlier, I do keto because it makes me feel good. And my body likes feeling good. I like not having ADD anymore. <laughs> like I like being able to have a bowel movement every time I eat. I like being able to have my menstrual cycle completely aligned with the moon. These things are important to me. Keto allows me to have this. So... When I do things, quote unquote, off plan, I mean, I've been doing things off plan for the last two years, and I've never been healthier or felt better in my entire life. And so I think there's a lot of trust that you need to put in yourself and your body when you first start this practice. And that can be scary. But really, at the end of the day, if I've gone down the rabbit hole of feeling really bad for myself, perhaps like I ate too much last night and I'm just feeling guilty and yucky. I just close my eyes and imagine my like 80 year old self. So here I am at 80 years old. What am I thinking about? What matters to me? What activities do I do? Who have I surrounded myself with? And I would say probably 99.9% of the time when I ask clients this, they think of this wonderful, strong woman who doesn't give a care about anything and, you know, is um, surrounded yourself with amazing, loving people. So why can't we be that woman today? Why do we have to wait until we're 80 to have that? And so that really helps me get out of the funk and stop dwelling on my missteps. Next piece is expectations versus reality. The question is, how do you set realistic expectations on yourself? Hmm. It could be because I'm a type A and like, if I want to do something, I just do it. I don't really set expectations. I mean, my expectations are so, so, so high that I usually stress myself out a lot. Anyone on the Healthful Pursuit team will attest to the fact that I have very unrealistic expectations of everything. (laughs) So, but for myself, I really, the only thing I expect of myself is to be kind. You know, like if I do everything with a goal of just being kind to myself, you really can't mess up on that, right? Like if I wake up in the morning and I stretch for five minutes, um, maybe I don't do a whole yoga practice of 60 minutes, but I did five minutes. I'll count that as me being kind to myself. Cause at least I did something. And I think a lot of people would be like, Oh, at least I did something. That's not enough. And that's definitely the attitude I would have had a couple of years ago, but ain't nobody got time for that. Like I think like what I was saying earlier with social media and stuff, we put such high standards on ourselves. Like I look at some of the accounts that I follow for our full-time RV living life. And I look at these people's lives and I'm like, I want that. Why can't we have this? Our RV doesn't look as beautiful. And then I'm like, wait a minute. When I edit my pictures and I make them really bright and everything, it looks exactly the same. And that's not at all how the house looks. Like it's way darker than that and all those things. And that's just a tiny little example of, of, all the things that add to us feeling like we're not good enough. So I think if we just come from that kindness, how can I treat myself with kindness? How can I treat other with kindness? It really allows you to have realistic expectations. The next one is chatting about uh, keto perfection. A couple people have asked, do you struggle with perfectionism? And if so, how do you deal with it? (laughs) Like I said, um, I am a mega perfectionist. It's something that I think I'll always need to work on but in another way it's like if I didn't have that perfectionism I don't think I'd have a blog like I don't think healthful pursuit would be a thing I honestly don't think I would be married to Kevin (laughs) because he is such a perfectionist and as am I and I don't think I would have appreciated that as much when I met him I I mean he is like an ultra perfectionist I am nowhere near where he is so it's pretty interesting the two of us but I do struggle with perfectionism and how I deal with it is usually other people have to tell me that I'm going way too far. Like I just get so stressed out because I want something to be so perfect and it comes at the cost of other things. Like there'll be days where I do not eat and I'm hungry. I'm just so in the zone that I can't even bother to get up and eat. And that's just a small example, but that's because of my perfectionism that I can't just take a moment for myself and that affects my self-care. So for me, and this might be you as well, is if your perfectionism affects something like self-care, which is important because if you don't care for yourself, then you end up like off the deep end just being a hot mess, then it's really important to put that structure in place where every morning, 20 minutes self-care, no exceptions, just do it. So I hope that was helpful. More of our solo chat after this message from one of our podcast partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true north, strong and free. But gosh, am I jealous that y'all in the US get access to Thrive Market. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you $20 off your first three boxes of groceries, plus free shipping and a 30-day free trial. That's a total of $60 in savings, equivalent of over three tubs of collagen or over four free pounds of cacao butter, or get this, a half year's supply of free digestive enzymes, all for switching to Thrive Market for your online grocery needs. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra $60 off your first three orders plus free shipping, you're going to transform a regular $100 grocery run into an $80 Thrive Market order for three months in a row for the same amount of things. Go to thrivemarket.com slash keto to get your instant $60 off free shipping and a free 30 day membership. This offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes for today's episode to get all the details. Okay, through keto, this is a thing that a lot of people have been saying lately. One person asked, how do you trust yourself to do your own version of keto? then follow up kind of the naysayers of what I'm about to say and how do you deal with the negativity from people who differ with your version of keto and this also ties in with the next question which is how did you move away from the 3 p.m comparison hour and do you still struggle with it so this is kind of like all intertwined so I trust myself to do my own version of keto which is very much keto it's just like more alkaline vegetables to be honest and a couple carb ups here and there because I did a carb up once and I tested my blood and it came back that I was still in ketosis and so I did it a second time and did the same thing and I got the same results and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth for almost a year I did that and I was experiencing results one day at a time I was experiencing results I was monitoring my blood I was still showing that I had ketones in there I was feeling good. My hormones were coming back online. I ended up getting my period. So I think it's like day by day. What's the worst thing that can happen if you change one thing today? Just one thing. If that thing is removing Splenda from your coffee, do it tomorrow replace it with stevia. If you feel like hot garbage, don't do it again. If you're like, hmm, I don't know. I feel exactly the same. Keep doing it and see if things improve. Like what's the worst thing that can happen? That's a big thing. And how do I deal with negative people? I've gotten much better at this over time. I think for me, especially, I'm sure I get a lot of negative comments, but I don't read them anymore. (laughs) As soon as I feel like it's a little bit of negativity, I just close the window or move on to the next comment. I don't really get a lot of it in person. And I know that there are people that I know in person that may not agree with my version of keto, but they are very respectful. And just like I am with, with how they practice keto, if there's anyone in your life that's being super disrespectful either online or in person I just don't understand why you would still be around those people and I say that knowing that some of you are like yeah but family so what (laughs) that may sound harsh but there there were very very close people in my life family included that I have cut out of my life because they didn't make me feel good and that might sound horrible and maybe it is, but I just, we only have one life. And because I, you know, when I was younger, I dealt with a pretty serious eating disorder to the point where there was a period of time, about three years, where I was doing a lot of drugs. I was very sick. And I I'm very surprised sometimes that I didn't die and I'm not exaggerating that. I was very, very, very sick and very far gone and hanging out with very wrong people. And looking back at that, it's like life is way too short, regardless if they're family or friends. If if you chat with them and they're not jiving with what you got going on, it doesn't mean that later you'll be a stronger person and you can deal with that and you can choose to have them in your life. But I just I just don't have time for it you know when you start to see just how quick life is over I mean you can tell now just oh my gosh it's already March and it feels like January was just a week ago and oh my gosh now it's July (laughs) like it goes by so fast and why would you fill your life with people that don't like you Or don't like the way you eat. Who cares? It's your body. It is your body. You can do whatever you want to your own body. (laughs) Like, it's your own. And with the comparison hour, you know, I really, I mean, I do have my moments where I think, oh, she has a better business than me. Or how come she's doing this and I can't. And, you know, her book is better. You know, I always compare myself to women. That's clear. Just by listening to myself right there. Somebody will always be doing something different than you. And it's neither good nor bad. It's just different. And those results might lead to different things. But neither of them are good or bad. And I think what's really taken this home for me is I was very, very excited to do the Kelly and Ryan piece in New York. It's something that I've dreamed about since I was really little. And um, for those of you who don't know, I was invited on to the Kelly and Ryan show to chat about keto right at the new year. It was going to be huge, like great for the book, great for keto, just everything. And my body screamed at me to slow down. Like it was the most excruciating pain I've probably ever experienced. My entire spine um, tightened up. My neck got all twisty and it wouldn't let go. And all the muscles were just really, really cramped. And that was really hard on me mentally, emotionally, um, psychologically, just dealing with that. And Suzanne from Keto Karma ended up going in my place. And there was a piece of me that was like, oh my gosh, I just gave up this huge opportunity. Stupid body, stupid, stupid body. Why? Why now? And now Suzanne gets to go and it's gonna be so great for her and it can't be me and this sucks. But life went on. It was like, okay, I have to deal with this thing. My body is yelling at me to take care of it. So I just need to focus on this. And ever since that happened, I actually haven't had a 3pm comparison hour. Um, And this is where I just like sit on Instagram or wherever and just compare myself to others. So hey, yay. Okay, the next piece is keto with allergies. So I don't think a lot of you might know just how many food allergies and sensitivities I have. And when people are like, oh, I can't do keto because I'm allergic to avocado or I really don't like coconut. I can't do keto then. I'm like, girl, you have no idea. Listen to this. I'm sensitive to oxalates, so I can't eat a lot of kale anymore or spinach. Oh my gosh, so many things like apple peel on my carb ups. I now have to peel my apple. Um, this is a genetic mutation I begged my mom to get tested for it too so we'll see how that goes but my sister played around with it a little bit too and we were chatting about it and it sounds like maybe she's sensitive to it too so this is a, a thing that multiple family members can have so I'm, I can't do a lot of the like lower carb vegetables that are low carb and then I can't do nightshades I've never been able to do nightshades so these are like tomatoes um, peppers eggplants I can do a little little. little bit of potatoes but not a lot anything spicy totally off the table which sucks because I'm in New Orleans and like everything is nightshades I can't do seeds or nuts uh, because I'm on a gut healing protocol which is really 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 working I chat about this a lot like so much in happy keto body it's incredible so definitely stay tuned for that but with the gut healing protocol basically very much AIP keto so no nuts no seeds no eggs Um, those are kind of like the big big ones and including seed spices like cumin cumin's like my favorite of all time so cumin um and so just knowing that kind of looking at like what can you have on keto? And if you follow me on Instagram, you see that I still eat all sorts of yummy things. So I think keto with allergies is totally doable. Keto with any sort of other protocol, totally doable. You just have to get a little bit creative or not even creative, like uncreative. Like there's nothing wrong with just cooking meat in coconut oil and serving it with a side of greens and calling it a meal. Like don't overcomplicate it. Okay, we chatted about this next one, social media versus like what's reality. So I just wanted to kind of push you in this direction. I think it's so easy to dwell on failures and sometimes social media can make people feel like I failed while other people are succeeding. What am I doing wrong? And a lot of people, you know, say like social media is so inspiring for me and I see it as actually being quite harmful because yeah, it can be inspiring, inspiring, inspiring until it's not anymore. And I like to think of willpower very much like a muscle and well, I don't know if it's a muscle really. Maybe willpower is like a glass of water and every time you use a little bit of willpower you drink a little bit of water and you know weeks from now or in your case years in the case of willpower you won't have any water left in the cup and there's no way to fill it up. This is like a water in a cup in a desert where there's no water ever ever. No rains, no nothing. When it's empty, it's empty. And I really feel like this is like comparison. There comes a point when you just won't have water left in the cup and that is your comparison or your willpower. Like there's nothing left. You can't get it back. And now you're just super jaded and, you know, binging all the time or comparing yourself and hating on yourself and saying horrible things to yourself over and over and over and over again it can be really, really harmful. So my suggestion for you is surround yourself with people on social media who are awesome and make you feel good. And the interesting thing is, is like, sometimes certain people make me feel good. And sometimes they don't like there's some accounts that I follow that I really, really love. And then they go in a different direction. And they start showing more of their body or more of their workouts. And I'm like, why can't I work out like that? How come my body can't look like that? And then I'm like, okay, time to unfollow because those are not good thoughts to think. And it's not to say years from now, you know, you can't, Follow those people and feel more confident and true to yourself. Um, That's definitely been the case for me. In fact, when I was recording episode 73, if you haven't already listened to episode 73, I highly recommend you do. It was so interesting because I used to follow Isabel Fox and Duke long before I started on this work of being kinder to my body. And the stuff she would say, I was like, girl, you crazy. You do not make any sense. I don't understand this at all. When we had the conversation on the podcast recently, I was like on fire I totally understood what she was saying I was totally getting it I was on par and I was like yes preach this is so great so we can really change in just a matter of a couple of years and our confidence changes how we view the world changes and some of the people we couldn't follow before we can follow I just think if when you go on your phone you start to feel bad about yourself start to look at the people that you're surrounding yourself with Okay, the next one that people ask a lot of is, how do you deal with being the only keto person in the household? So Kevin, my husband, wasn't keto for like the first, I guess, three years that I was keto. And I didn't really think it was a big deal. Like, I guess, you know, like I cook the food. And if you're not okay with that, go make your own food. I'm going to go grocery shopping. I'm going to make the food that I like and you know because Kevin really liked carbs then if I was making like sloppy joes I would add the fat to mine later put some nuts and seeds on mine serve mine on like keto buns or greens and then Kevin's I just put his on a bun or on rice so we were really having the same meal it was just I was um, outfitting it with different things so as long as I did that it was really easy and we actually had Kevin on the podcast the previous episode episode 77 so if you haven't already listened definitely do Kevin is a lot more passionate about keto than I am even now like he's really really into it and and loves his carb ups every once in a while um has gotten a lot more in tune with his body it's it's been really fun to watch uh, because he wasn't at all like that before so I think it's just a matter of if you're making the meals and you know Other people aren't, then you call the shots and you just kind of deal with it. And then, you know, with having other foods in the house, for me, it was no big deal because Kevin really liked gluten and I'm celiac. So I couldn't really eat any of his food anyway. So it wasn't even an issue. And then I think it comes down to, You know, if you have those foods in the house that you are, you know, they're your binge foods or they're hot ticket items and you're always feeling like you need to eat those things. I would have a conversation with your family and say that it's been really hard on you and see if you can open up that line of communication. And if that's not an option, then I would highly recommend listening to the podcast episode I did with Isabel, episode 73, I think that would be really helpful. Okay, there's been some conversations about mood swings in keto. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about that. You know, some people saying like keto peaks and valleys, bad attitude about the process. So I, I know that my mood has massively stabled since I started keto, but I know when I started what gave me mood swings was like when I didn't experience the results that I wanted to experience. And I don't know if that has anything to do with keto. In fact, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. It's the fact that we're putting ourselves into ideals that maybe don't fit our body. And this is the example I use a lot of the times. It's like, I know that in order to be a size zero or a size two, I will need to cut one of my hip bones like totally off, like just gone. Because like there is no way even if I was skin and bones when I was at a certain period of time, I was still a size seven when I weighed under ninety. (laughs) pounds. I was still a size seven. Like I couldn't get smaller than that because my hip bones are huge. I have the largest hip bones. And so when we put ourselves into these spaces where our bodies just can't get to, of course, we're going to be moody and upset because we're not, we're not getting what we want. And so I think it really comes into the attitude that we have about the process. Like, I think it really has to do with our attitude toward the whole thing. And the kindness that we have for our body and the process so if you're in the keto flow and feeling fantastic and you jump on the scale and all of a sudden you hate your life maybe don't jump on the scale like maybe just skip that like what's the big deal if you're feeling great and healthy and awesome and you have more energy just like go in the flow and see where it takes you the next question is what can a lack of faith, unrealistic expectations, and negativity do to a keto experience? How can these thoughts negatively affect someone's process on keto? Oh man. So remember I was telling you that story about two years ago or so, I think it's been more than two years that we renovated our house and it was a complete disaster and oh my gosh, crazy town. I'll never do that again. Well, I'll never say never, but I was so stressed out at that point that no matter how ketogenic I ate, I could not... Be in keto. I was dealing with so many blood sugar highs and lows and cravings. And no matter how much keto food I ate or how many times I fasted or fatty coffees that I had, it didn't make a difference at all. And that is because cortisol will drive our insulin, which will make it impossible for us to stay ketogenic. So, this is a huge take home piece is like if you're stressed, even if your diet is stressing you out, you're not going to be in keto. So let's switch gears just a little bit and chat more about confidence. I wouldn't say that I'm a confident person. <laughs> I kind of just fake it all the time and I'm not sure I'll actually make it. I don't know. I, You know, if I look back five years ago, well, I have to look further back. I would say... In high school, I remember being so not confident in myself that I wore this like big um, mountain equipment co-vest. It was like this down puffy vest and I wore it over all my clothes regardless of what I wore under my vest. I always wore my vest. This is probably because I was massively underweight and really sick and probably freezing, but it was also because I had no body confidence and I wanted no one to see my stomach ever, ever. No one to see my stomach. And you know, in some of the pictures um, that we have on Keto Diet Podcast and a bunch of things on Healthful Pursuit. There's some like belly shirts where you can almost see my belly button. And that was such a huge thing that I was taking those pictures in public and wanting to post them on the website of just like, yeah, this is my body. This is the way my body is. Um, That's been a huge thing for me. But I don't think, you know, it's it really can't be taught. It's just a matter of maybe it's an age thing or just constantly working at it. And confidence is a really interesting thing. I think we are told that we need to look a certain way. And if we don't look that way, we can't bother to be confident or we have no right to be confident. And I think confidence, body confidence is one thing. And then we also have like diet confidence or health confidence. Like, oh my gosh, when I started the ketogenic diet, my family had an intervention thinking this was the most unhealthy thing like ever. And why am I doing this to myself? And over time, I've been able to equip myself with resources and practices that, you know, help me lay A foundation for myself. And I think you can do the same by getting a bunch of information from a bunch of different places and knowing that you have the right to make your own decisions. Like there are things I probably say that you don't resonate with, it doesn't make sense to you, or you just think it's crazy talk. And that's totally awesome. That's that's great. And if you follow other people, you may pick up on some of their things, but not others. And then it's up to you to really pick apart what you want to take and, and really set that foundation for yourself. And I think that that is also to do with body confidence. Like look at different body sizes and body types and colors and shapes and all the different things and put together this amazing view of the world I think that's been another thing I really like about living in the RV is traveling and seeing all the different types of bodies depending on where we are and what they're doing with their bodies and different sorts of dance and music where their bodies are moving it's just so cool to see and what's really taught me is like there's no one right body there's no one common body every body is so different and I think every keto needs to be different to align to that body The next question is, are there any practices that help you recenter when you feel like you're in a keto slump? Yeah, um, bacon. (laughs) If I feel like I just need something awesome that makes me feel good every time, it's bacon. And sometimes even with chocolate, if I'm feeling like major slumpy. If I'm in a keto slump, I just eat keto more. Like, I, I think we overcomplicate it maybe four years ago, I would have said, yeah, you know, drink a bunch of fatty coffee and try to fast more. This is the way I talked four years ago, clearly (laughs) a little bit more high pitched, but no, actually it's The practices mostly that I use to recenter myself really have nothing to do with what I eat, but more like what I do for my body. A lot of the times if I'm feeling overwhelmed because I put a lot of pressure on myself, like dietary or work or whatever, I just step back and take five breaths, do a little bit more meditation when I can, um, do a little bit more yoga when I can, and that just helps me recenter so that I can get out of whatever slump I'm in next question is what does eating intuitively and practicing intuitive keto have to do with keto confidence that's a good question it's really like you know laying that foundation of yourself and getting a lot of information you kind of just define your own eating style based on what resonates with you and then when you're feeling good and it's easy then you build the confidence to be like well this is what i'm doing because i feel great so who are you (laughs) The next question is, if somebody is getting frustrated at losing and gaining the same weight, being stalled or feeling bloated all the time, how can they use, you know, their own strategy or intuitive eating to get back on track? I would say that if somebody's getting frustrated by losing and gaining the same weight, they're probably not actually listening to their body because their body's telling them something. And if they're losing and gaining weight, they're probably either one, doing something their body doesn't want to do, or two, they're not listening to their body. And that's just the weight that they're meant to be at. Like it is very, very clear that I am meant to be the weight that I am. <laughs> like, and your body will just be at that weight. If you're feeling bloated all the time, there's clearly a food or a a thought or idea that you're having constantly that's not resonating with your body. So take a look at the thoughts you're thinking when you get bloated, take a look at the foods that you're eating, nuts, seeds, eggs, even avocados, just kind of piece it together and start to kind of um, connect the dots there. More of our solo chat after this message from one of our podcast partners. whether I'm on the go or at home in the RV, a good keto snack goes far beyond whether or not it fits my macros. I love snacking on foods that I know do right by my body. And that's why I love Paleo Valley grass-fed beef sticks. Each keto-friendly stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs to keep my gut healthy and happy, plus support my immune system. They come in a variety of awesome flavors. My personal favorite is summer sausage. Paleo Valley is offering 20% off their fermented beef stick snacks to listeners of the Keto Diet Podcast. Just head on over to paleovalley.com slash keto to get your instant 20% off. Unsure of the link? Simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all the details. Last piece I wanted to chat with you guys is just that overall feeling of frustration and when you get to that place I find like negative self-talk is such a fallback for a lot of us it's like when we're frustrated then we don't feel good and then we beat ourselves up over things and we start talking down to ourselves I mean I've been guilty of it too I do it not all the time but especially when I'm stressed I'm very very hard on myself and I'll start just saying horrible things about my body or the way that I do things or why can't I be better and it really comes from that place of not being enough or not being that thing that I think that I should be and this really you know pulls together starting from the very beginning of this conversation was really that's why I wanted to develop Happy Keto Body and was because as a woman specifically I feel like I'm very hard on myself and I know a lot of other women are and we put ourselves to such high ideals because we want to be everything to everyone and that's not to say that men don't try to do the same I just feel like as a woman I find great strength in surrounding myself with women that align with the same thoughts and feelings that I have in a safe environment where I can connect with other women and work off of what they have going on and it's so interesting when you're in a group of women in the same kind of space and you're all working toward a common goal some women will be stronger in other areas where women are otherwise weaker and those other women will be stronger in areas where those other women are weaker and so you really build off one another and that's really the goal that we had with happy keto body so again we chatted about that a bunch in episode 77 so i'll let you guys listen to that and that wraps it up for today's episode it was so fun hanging out with you guys the show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash e78 and i will see you guys next sunday bye